Quiet, please. You're listening to Birdies and Bogies, hosted by Jordan Bloxham and Weston Mon, bringing you golf's week in review, recapping your favorite tournaments with professional insight from their perspective. Now, quiet, please. Here's your hosts, Jordan and Weston. Weston, how are you this evening? Hello. <laughs> oh, oh, Mrs. Doubtfire action going? <laughs> I was thinking more Seinfeld, but they uh, were both were. Yeah. Robin Williams homage. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Oh, what a good week. What a yeah. good week. It was good. Um, got out to play some golf on Saturday. Yeah, how'd it go? Yeah, you played nine holes, made nine bars. Whoa. <laughs> so, that's, I heard. Uh, I, I, I mean, that's a great segue into this statistic, and I think we talked about this, but a PGA Tour player has a greater probability of making a hole-in-one than getting 18 pars yes. around. We have actually talked about that. So that's pretty impressive. You were halfway there. You should have kept going. I was halfway there. That was like hole-in-one um, status. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. No, <laughs> there wasn't going to be... Well, I guess you played nine holes walking in an hour and a half and didn't rush. Actually stopped because the guy that I was playing with um, is cousin-in-law. I don't know if he... <laughs> um, but a relative of his. So we sat and talked to them for about five minutes or so. So... And let a couple of singles pass through and still got done in an hour and a half. And it was there you fun. Go. It was cold. It, the weather was cold, but it was sunny. So it didn't like feel super cold. Yeah. Um, well, any golf is good golf. I'm just hitting balls into a net right now. So no yeah. complaints, really. Um, the lakes were the lakes were froze, so that was kind of fun. Tried to hit one on the last hole, got it stuck under a tree, and was, <laughs> the lake kind of sticks out over. I'm like, well, let's see if we can run this one off of the the frozen lake. And, so you, and I, you envision and I, yourself like you were on the 16th at the Masters, and you were yeah. going to pitch it across uh, the lake. Had, had a little right. bit more than that, but I was like, it is frozen. There's about ten balls on that ten at least 10 balls just sitting out there on the lake already. I'm like, it's probably pretty frozen. And it was just kind of the left side of the lake where it had a little run up. I'm like, okay, if I hit a little draw, get it on there, it'll run up <laughs> right next to the to the pin. Uh, just overdrew it a little bit, ended up right in front of the green, got up and down for bar. Um, but it was, it was a good thought. Um, but my playing partner missed his next shot and did bounce it off the lake into and onto the green. <clears throat> so that's the fun thing about winter golf here in Utah. Well, there you go. For frozen lakes and gives you way more oh. shot opportunities. 
I didn't think winter and golf could be said in the same sentence here in Utah, but you proved me wrong. Yeah, I've done it. Uh, it's not the oldest I've ever played in either. So um, went out and played and my phone shut off because it was too cold. Yeah. Um, that cold. was that was cold. Do you know what all? Guess what else is cold? Uh, skiing. No. Mountains. Um, Grace Murray's Twitter <laughs> page right now. Very cold. It's yes. It's it's. <laughs> you could say it died. It died. Absolutely died. In fact, it did. There is Wikipedia evidence that it died. <laughs> oh, yeah. A little nice little Twitter uh, exchange between, uh, not really even exchange. It was a total <laughs> one-sided um, event where one of the Golf Channel reporters reported that it, that Kevin now walking in putts never gets old. And Grayson Murray decided to chime in with, well, him taking three putts to to make three minutes or three minutes to to hit that putt. It does get old. And Kevin now probably responded with the classic, "You missing cuts is getting old." And that's a uh, knife to the heart, to be honest. That's yeah. That's I mean that's. Making cuts for one, like that's that's a big deal. I wonder what the average make rate on the PGA Tour is, right? Because I mean, your A-listers make most of the cuts, maybe eighty percent, but your mid-level, you know, your your twenty, maybe I'd say your your fifty to one hundred ranked player, um, what are they making it like half the time? Possibly. I mean. Yeah, it's not, it's probably not a huge percentage, right? If you yeah. look at it. Um, so let's, let's actually look that up and see where right now, as of right now, where the 75, player on 75 in the FedEx Cup. Let's look at that and see how many, what his make, cut make ratio is right now. Probably half the time. So if he's leading, so we're going to 75. That's Adam Scott. Oh. Um, let's see. So Adam Scott, as of right now, let's see if we get his season. Results. Uh, no, he has made every single cut. <laughs> He's just been in the 40th or worst, right? And one yeah. top 25, which was a top 10. So, yeah, so one good yeah. round. But I mean, needless to say, making the cut, it's, it's a really hard thing to do on tour. And so diving right into that and, and digging deep uh, to me for one, Kevin Nye is notorious for playing slow. So yes. there is that Two, uh, you know, D 
kind of digging into someone missing the cut. Um, it's kind of a low blow to me, but uh, that's that's why I made headlines. Yeah, I mean there there are people that just like what was some of the um, comments. I feel like this is all that Twitter is good for. I mean, am I far off here? No, you're about right. <laughs> you're about right. Um, let's see. Yeah, like some of them, like one of the comments from another door pro. Someone please call an ambulance for Grace in here. Oh. Uh, uh, but yeah it was i mean that's what it is and i don't think i mean obviously he jabbed he just kevin had a better <laughs> better jab more yeah i mean if you're gonna more, more painful right yeah if you're gonna jump into the kitchen you better be prepared so yeah that's how that's how it goes um but we uh in the golf community we did lose a uh a prominent figure um yes. Tim Rosefort. and so he was a major journalist in the golf industry for quite a while um yeah, he did do that he i mean was always you know a staple on the the golf channel and yep um well, Alzheimer's is is a bad deal, man. It's a bad, bad deal. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. And uh, so pay a little respect to him um, for all that he's done. But um, yeah, it's, it's tough to see people in the community that you've recognized for so long. Um, yeah be gone for sure like i said it was you're losing the guy that was you know like I said a staple within the golfing community um always had some good insight to the game and and whatever he was covering so it was definitely sad to sad to see for sure but we have good news yes it gets better and I was, better. I was really excited for this news, actually. Um, for 2022 Masters, we're going to have a new honorary starter, Mr. Tom Watson. Yes. Good choice. Fantastic choice. <laughs> what, and... other, what other would there be if, well, you're, if you were looking at it? Well, he has won the Masters twice, so okay. seventy-seven and eighty-one, um, and he's kind of at the point in his career where he's like, hmm, you know, he's he, he's age seventy-two right now, so you don't expect him to to remain competitive, right? So, let me let me see Masters wins list. Who else is going to be on that one? Who, who 
would be on it that you could actually like have as an honorary starter? Um, so, yeah, I mean, the only other guy that kind of pops up that might be of interest is Nick Faldo as a three-time winner who doesn't Man. swing a golf club anymore. <laughs> yes. Um, and I don't know. Ben Crenshaw? Is he still balling? Probably not. I mean, Bernhard Longer is up there. Yeah, he's still playing, though. He's still playing, yeah. So. Yeah, it would have to. I mean, he would be the only the only one, right? Because of those guys that you named, who has a better resume than Watson, right? It's got to be. It's gotta well, he's be got Watson. a ton. He's got a ton of, of not only just Masters wins, but also other majors. And I mean, one of the best players from the 80s for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would have to be. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's your choice. I dig it. There's, yeah, there's no one else. I mean, right it has to be yeah I so Nick, father father would be number two on that list but like 64 said, not He's playing gonna, anymore <clears throat> uh, jose Murillo thobble he's 55 but two-time winner but other than that because what is his yeah watson's got the best resume after on top about the master wins. Yeah. Wonder. I choice. Yeah. Well, hold on. Who is it? So it's just Jack and Gary, right? Uh-huh. Because it was um, <clears throat> the elder who passed. He yeah. Last year. As a kind of a, Yeah. Not as an official, but as an invited, right? Right. No, I think he... Yeah, he did it for the, the one year and then passed. So... Yeah. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's pretty exciting. I would like to see some other guys in there to fill up that starter, right? Who needs just a threesome? I mean, Ben Crenshaw's <laughs> 70 two-time winner yeah but they've also they've always just really done three really mm-hmm. all right always been the three no that's just because they got threesomes anyway to start the week which speaking of the masters how many days now <laughs> Less than a hundred, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, it's closer than you think. <laughs> It'll be here in no time. Um, yeah, April. I'm excited about that. 
and other news, kind of more entertainment news from the PGA Tour, which we'll see how it goes. Is the Netflix series? I don't know how I feel about this. Like I watched, they had um, when they would follow the NFL teams in in camp. Uh, I can't remember what they called it. It's similar to that, right? If I remember. Yeah. So, I mean, it'll be interesting. Because it's anything that's televised like this, you wonder how real. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, the PGA Tour is all about money. So any way they can get their fingers into more money. And so they're going to create this docuseries. Um, I mean, I hope they don't try to make it like reality TV. You know what I mean? Where there's like stuff going on. Just just, just no. be the inside. Like, oh, what, what's a day like with, you know, Jordan Spieth? you know what's his practice regime who's his coach what kind of you know what's in the bag that kind of stuff i think would be pretty interesting but um yeah who knows even nakajima is part of it oh well i'm in i canceled my subscription (laughs) but now that you tell me that (laughs) he's part part of it Actually, I just want to see Dustin Johnson and have him. It's just going to be after hours, Dustin Johnson. Come on. (laughs) Dustin has gone to another party. We only got five (laughs) minutes with him before he went beyond the ropes. And, uh, yep. Get in. (laughs) So we interviewed it. It is his girlfriend. (laughs) Uh, I mean, there's some, you know, obviously hometown guy Finau yeah Finau Mito Pereira I don't know who that is Ian Poulter will be interesting oh yeah um, I think he'll be interesting he's it'll be cool JT and they're gonna do a number one amateur golfer yeah Harry As- Higgs which Harry Higgs is a is a character oh yeah he's a personality on the tour so most of these guys are to be honest like i don't Ricky, know Matt, matthew fitzpatrick seems pretty bland to me like but he, the, he's like white bread some of these other guys though like what? joel damon, joel damon. Brooks, yeah. victor max homa harry higgs kevin nah some of, some, some of these guys are you going to see much different than you're seeing on their Instagrams and their social media pages. <laughs> well, you're going to get Ian Poulter just the way he gives it to you on Instagram for sure. But uh, who knows? Maybe you'll just get to see him drive his Ferraris a little bit more. Could be. I think he's, like I said, not my favorite well, golfer because know. of the of the um, Ryder Cup, but He's yeah. pretty, pretty interesting outside of of the the golf course. What I want to know about Ian Poulter is, for one, he lives his life like a billionaire. 
but to me, he, it's not like he's a massive winner on the PGA tour. Right. So what I want to know about Ian Poulter is his investment strategy. Where did he put his money to where he can just roll in Ferraris after Ferraris after Ferraris. Right. What, what, what kind of, uh, um, insider trading knowledge does oh, he have i don't know about that but i mean like is it bitcoin what did he do was he like a primary investor in tesla um actually i i heard that dean wilson was actually a, a very early investor in tesla and i think he's made more money in that investment than he ever did on tour probably that it could be. Um, yeah, because he's only he he and Poulter, and this granted, this is just PGA Tour money. Yeah, he's only made twenty seven million dollars on the PGA Tour, or just under twenty eight million. He lives large. But, but I, yeah, and for a, yeah. So let's see, because I mean, if you look at it, let's. Well, and, and it's funny because my kids, you know, one's 14 and one is one is nine. And they're like, oh, man, dad, if you got a million dollars, what would you do? Like, would you would you go build like a new house? I'm like, guys, a uh, million dollars really isn't much anymore. I was like, see that suburban? You could only buy 10 of those. <laughs> and they're like, wait, what? <laughs> And anyway, so, if you and if you want a million dollars, almost half of that is gone. It's gone right. for one, and then you're at least three hundred thousand of that is gone. Yeah, for um, sure. Well, if you look at oh. it, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, dep- it depends on how you, yeah, but how you receive that money. But it, nonetheless, like I was just like a million bucks really isn't anything anymore. No, you can't and, live like, all the lifestyle. No, you no. can live a good lifestyle if you do it right. Oh, right. Yeah. If you're really you don't go crazy um with the initial right with buying stuff right up crazy, right? If you're pretty yeah. with it, I mean you can make it work. But and, I, and then they were like, Well, what if you had a hundred million dollars? And I was like, Okay, that's a different story. That's a life changer right there. Yeah. Game changer. Uh, yeah. Then we might might be able to build a new house. <laughs> right. Yeah. Probably wouldn't have you probably wouldn't have that that snow in your backyard anymore. <laughs> no. Um I would I would pick up another house somewhere. Um probably in a golfy beachy area in california in the monterey area <laughs> i would I take a, I, I don't know if i'd go to california right now i might have to true. pick somewhere else i would take i would take a, a page right out of ryan smith's book and, yeah, and probably somewhere pick up something nice on pebble beach yeah uh, or maybe no i'm sorry I, maybe i wouldn't have enough money for that i'd have to do pacific grove there we go it's got to yeah get you something nice uh, but yeah I'm, it'll be interesting 
but you're right. He probably made some, I mean, obviously he's had some endorsements um, over the years and probably made a few million on the European tour. Yeah. But, well, he's going to be making a grip of cash out of this because I'm sure he gets a cut. Yeah. I, I mean, there's that's the reason why there's such a unique list here of names. They, they had to have been, you know, handpicked, but at the same time, what am I getting in return? So, yeah. And one person that, you know, you thought I, you thought would be on there, but he respective, respectfully declined oh. Mr. Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah. Oh, there's people with, with way more interesting stories than mine. <laughs> he's like, Shh. he he's the one guy. I think he just got, he probably got sat down by his agent and said, Bryson, you historically have the tendency to put your foot in your mouth, like a lot. And if you do this, sure, you'll make some money, but you're going to destroy your image so bad that uh, you will never recover from this. So I highly recommend you do not participate. And he's not there. No. Nope. Which, I mean, I take everything as a grain of salt, but but I mean, you got a character like Brooks, he's going to do it. Yeah, but he's, like I said, his he's pretty out there anyway, right? He doesn't hold much back. So it's not much different than what he's what he's giving you now. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But getting into actual golf, uh, the Sony Open, the final tournament of the Aloha Swing. I don't know why they call it a swing. It's one tournament, really, because you get the tournament of champions, which is a limited field, and then Sony. It's not like a swing. Right, it's not like the West Coast swing where you have four or five. It's only two. Only yeah. two. <laughs> so it's it's a stop. Basically, it's the Hawaii stop. Yeah. Um but Hideki and Henley going to a playoff. Hideki hits an amazing three-one after Henley dumps it in the bunker for the second straight straight time. Oh, um but besides those two guys, I mean, those obviously they took it low, and you're you're looking at there, and you're looking at Isner and Seamus Power at 19 under four back. But it really wasn't even that close. The way yeah. Hanley came out six under on the front side, yeah, basically took everybody out of it. Besides, besides Hideki. Um, at that point, but Henley just, I mean, he shoots 65 and you're like, oh, that's a, he shoots 65, shooting one over on the backside coming in with some really, really loose shots, right? Yeah. And Hideki could have won it out, right? He, I think they were t- talking that he had his best Putting round, like one of the best putting rounds of his career. Oh, it or was putting putting weeks of his career, not just round. But he still missed. I mean, he was hitting like quality golf shots. Oh yeah, 
the whole backside and shot four under, comes back. Um, Russell Henley, I mean, has the guy has to have won, right? Whereas Henley won. He's done this a lot, it seems like, though. They seem to just re- recall him whenever he's been in. Well, he's got three victories. Because he didn't win this year, didn't win last year. It's been a while since he's won. He's got three. He's got three one win seasons. But hasn't closed the deal as of late. And he got, like I said, it got, I mean, it's hard to win. But he got tight and loose and, I mean, had a pretty sizable lead at some point over, over Hideki. Just didn't make it stick. Yeah. I mean, Hideki's been pretty good as of late. I mean, he, he did okay in the tournament of champions. He was 21 under, right? 10 strokes off the win <laughs> or 10, what was it? 15 strokes off the winner, but uh, tied for 13th. Um, and that was the last tournament he'd played before the Zozo, right? So in that one, he won. So uh, at least on the last three tournaments, he's been really solid. Um, yeah, yeah, he hadn't played for, for a bit. Um, but played good. Like I said, we noticed a couple of things. He's his pause isn't as big, isn't as long at the top, and it seemed like he got a little bit different setup posture. Yeah, um, it looked like he was a little bit more into it, uh, maybe squatting into it, kind of set, yeah. settled into it a little bit deeper than he normally does in the past i mean it's what it appeared like but um to me it just looked like he was trying to use the ground more and Mm um i'll tell you what he was hitting some very fast golf shots um for one that drive on 18 in regulation play that was just smoked he went (laughs) after that yeah absolute lashing I didn't, rip at it, hit it I, didn't so catch, I didn't catch the ball speed on that. That had to be 180s plus. And it was good. It was it was really good. And then plus is fast. And then yeah, the three wood in the playoff hole. That was a three wood from 277. Had a off the turf, right? It's not off the tee. Off the turf, he has 177 ball speed um on the three wood. Like that's just, insane. I soft. Yeah. Oh, it was, it, it was, was so good. It was so good. Um, so yeah, that that's pretty impressive. So I think he's doing a little bit more groundwork and and utilizing mm-hmm. it a tad better. And he he's gained some some uh, miles per hour for sure, um, which you need to have right. And I think he's going about it the right way. Like make your swing more efficient. Don't necessarily 
think you've got a Bryson DeChambeau it. Um, and he made it more efficient too, but you don't have to be yeah. pounding proteins and all that. No, no protein shakes for, for Dickie. Yeah. It actually looks like he's pinned out of anything. Yeah. Um, but that, and then like, we'll talk about his, his putter and it seemed like he, the putter setup was a little different too. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about it now. He, he just, it was more upright. Like the toe was in the air, like a Sayoki style, like yeah. for real. I saw it and I was like, well, that's different. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, is he just setting up? Is he, did he just, then just putter to that? I don't know. But the only other tournament that was out there is the, the Corn Ferry. They had their first tournament. Um, they had one round suspended um, due to weather. So the tournament will finish up tomorrow. I think it was, and I was trying to read it up on it. They don't, they don't give you a ton of information on the first one of the year, but it looks look like there it was a it was going to be a Monday finish anyway, but now it pushed to. It's not over too. Yeah, because it's it finishes up tomorrow. Wow. Like a month-long vacation in between the third and fourth (laughs) rounds. Holy cow. I mean, could you imagine? It's like it's one thing to sleep on a lead for one night, but sleep on a lead for four nights. (laughs) It does say the 16th through the 19th, but I I know they had one of the The days that was suspended so maybe they just it, was a, it, it maybe it was supposed to be a wednesday finish yeah. not that they do some crazy things in these first first couple but um but it's not low scores <laughs> like it's it's sony and nine under is leading right now uh, it'll be interesting it will be interesting to see comes out of it because there's you know some names that you know and there's there's some names that you obviously don't know until they they do yeah what they do and and make it to the pga tour um but in local news former pga tour pro joins the Coaching staff at Brigham Young University, yeah, which was which was kind of an interesting move, right? He he coached at a high school for a year, yeah. Didn't like that very much. <laughs> you got some experience there. <laughs> got some got some experience. Um, but last I heard, he was he was actually looking to play. And try to yeah. make it out there again because he did go to Q school, didn't um, get through, or didn't. I mean, he has obviously has some some status being on the final one, but not full status, not even close, right? Yeah. So maybe he's just like, okay, 
I'll play in a couple when I get a chance and maybe if I catch fire, but it allows him to, to teach, which he's been doing a little bit, and then coach. I mean, because they, they have Brock Bank, um, who's down there, and then uh, Miller, who's down there. So, I mean, just adding to the to the to the pot and then the advantage that BYU has over any other state in the school yeah. as far as as far as the golf goes. Yeah, and that's a good play. I mean, that's one thing that BYU actually has been successful at is producing PGA Tour players, right? Mm-hmm. Like, can't can't deny it. I mean, the, there's a pretty decent list there. I mean, and he he got a pretty good run, at least a decade on the tour. And then, uh, yeah, Dean Wilson, he he was on there for a good hot. I mean, if you look at it, you got got Mike Reed, you got Dan Forsman, you got Dean Wilson, Danny, Zach Blair. um, Yeah, Zach Blair. Mike Weir, Mike Weir. I mean, there's a there's a decent list yeah right? Mike Wiersey, John Miller, Miller uh, <laughs> even his son Andy Miller who won on the nationwide um, yeah so I mean, there's a pretty solid list of potential PGA Tour players and, and that whatnot going through there so really quality um, so I think that'll help him out um, even a little bit more and I know that um, Todd who had acted as the assistant coach he um he's transitioned to director of golf and he's really been handling a lot of the, the heavy lifting within the golf department well, when it comes to, but like, I think he was, I think he was director of golf before well, he always was. Yeah. He's been like that for, <laughs> he just, I think there's eight years. Yeah. There's more to handle a little bit now. So he's just going full time, which bringing in Danny is a quality move. Yeah. I think it's great. So that's exciting. He'll bring a lot of experience to the BYU athletes and man, what a solid player. And he's got so much insight into those people that want to make it to the tour. And if you're a, a up and coming player and you want tour experience, when you come to the university, uh, that's going to land pretty high. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's where they've had a huge, right. With all the other, um, all it is in the state, right? It's yeah. just, just like, you know, when you're looking at it, you're like, okay, when you're trying to pick a team to go play football, basketball, you're like, how many, you know, NFL players, how many NBA players, yeah. how many major league players, when you're choosing these schools, that's that's one of the criteria if you're at that level. Oh, yeah. How many, how many professional athletes is this? the school provide they're produced that's pretty they've got cool. a pretty good list they've yeah. got a pretty good list obviously well and above anybody else in the state so yeah well i'm, I'm excited <laughs> to catch up with him i was actually at byu when danny was there and um definitely i had opportunities to practice with him a couple times so that was pretty fun but um yeah i i teach I do coaching with the BYU golf program for the kids every summer. So I'm sure I'll see him there. 
Yes, sir. Pretty and awesome. Then, one release that I mean, Cobra LTD released. Yep. It'll be it'll be good. It actually looks pretty good. Um, haven't had a chance to hit it yet. Um, but if it stays in in line with where Cobra's been, it'll be a solid choice right there. F nine and and Rand Speed have been significantly better than anything they've they produced before that. Yeah, yeah, and the the I the LTD really was the driver that put them on the market. Like that driver was so good, and uh, I I played it for a good five years. So it was, um, it was good for some. Good for some. If you were a high spin player that just wanted to hit bombs, it was great. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Um, it was a little bit too much club for for a lot of a lot of players, but I don't know. But let's get into some some tech talk. Uh, you tried out the the Titleist, the RCT ball. Yeah. The Pro V1X version. Yeah. Um, what were your thoughts? So first off, I do have a launch monitor. It's a little personal one. It's like a $500 flight scope Mevo. It's the one that's like the size of a credit card stuff in your bag. Um, for me, that device was really handy, but I knew, I just knew the numbers weren't right. So I, you know, I had to put those metal stickers on and that was kind of a hassle to be honest. Because not only did you have to put them on the ball, but you have to place the they ball did. in a certain position before right. you use it, right? You had to point the metal thing at the screen. And so it's just a hassle. So I found myself hitting golf balls more often than not without the metal stickers because I didn't want to bend over and position a golf ball every time. Right. So there, there's my first like drawback, right? But to give you an idea, I was hitting an eight iron with no sticker and the ball speed numbers were like spot on ball speed was was really good um but spin i was averaging 6400 rpms over 10 shots on an eight iron like if you went into a fitting and somebody had an average of 6400 rpms on their eight iron you'd be like okay first of all what what's the loft <laughs> is that like 28 degrees <laughs> what's happening there um but uh, obviously it wasn't tracking spin as well. So because of that lack of spin and that ball speed I had on it, it was saying my average distance was, was 169 with an eight iron at sea level. So that's a, that's a huge eight iron, by the way. Right. It's Especially for mine, because mine's a 40 degree eight iron, which is typically the nine irons of today, or maybe <laughs> even some pitching wedges. <laughs> so... Uh, in any case, I, I did test it all three, just regular sticker. And then the RCT, the radio capture technology and the sticker did significantly better. Um, ball speed was identical, but it, the spin rate jumped up by 1200 RPMs. So it was capturing 1200 more RPMs. And I averaged, um, 7,680 RPMs over 10 shots, which cut my distance down by about seven yards. Right. So I right. averaged 163 
Um, and my, my deviation on spin got a little bit better. But then when I went to the RCT, um, my spin numbers jumped up again. So it was tracking spin even better. And I averaged 7,900 RPMs, which is pretty darn spot on with how I'm looking for spin rate numbers with my irons. Um, I don't, I don't actually go by the, the idea that an eight iron should spin 8,000. I go by the idea that a 40 degree lofted club should spin 8,000. Yes. Cause an eight and an actual eight iron now should be, it, it'll be closer to seven. Right. Yeah. But you've got to get the, you know, depends on where the, the launch and, yeah. and all that is too. And <clears throat> guys so, on de- definitely, um, spin it more than your <laughs> yeah guy. yeah so it but, it really worked out quite well because one i didn't have to worry about how the ball was oriented on the map i just knew it was going to track so throwing that thing down which is great because if you've played with the mevo and you position the sticker or even a track man indoors you start hitting the golf ball on one side every single time <laughs> because you have to point it a certain way. Um, and so with this, it just gives a much more even wear and tear on the golf ball. You don't have to worry about how it's positioned. You're getting way better spin number capture. And like my standard deviation on spin was only 300 RPMs. So basically like pretty darn tight. Um, and every other parameter really got much tighter. My ball speed, my, uh, my long launch and the height i mean kind of everything was was all better and and my carry distances it was 164 so to me i was like okay this is something i can work with now so um yeah i was pretty impressed by the radio capture technology and and i was excited because it was really made for trackman but to see that it effectively works on any doppler radar system it was de- it, it was developed with TrackMan, but yeah. if right, you're it's 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 utilizing and it's made for that technology, so it's going to work on any yeah. of that technology. Yeah, so that was really exciting. Um, and from a cost standpoint, this was like my biggest takeaway: to buy the reflective stickers from FlightScope, it's twenty bucks just to mm-hmm. get the metallic stickers. And then to buy a brand new box of Pro V1s, it's 50 bucks. So now you've, you've, you're $70 in getting new equipment for your launch monitor. Turns out it's, it's $70 shipped from Titleist. <laughs> so it's basically the, it's the same. Yeah, it's, it's the, same. the same thing. And so I'm pretty stoked about that. And so I bought a dozen, tested it. And I'm like, sweet. Now I have perfect indoor tracking for any launch monitor needs. And uh, I love that it works on that little $500 monitor, which brings significantly more value, right? So it, the question was, does it track? Does it give you enough data? Well, if you have the right golf ball with the RCT technology, you're getting fantastic data. So you're getting, is the Mevo just the Mevo? It gives you ball data. It doesn't, doesn't give you a ton of club data. No, there's, it, it gives you one club data parameter, which is, uh, swing speed and that's kind of a rough estimate because there's nothing really to track it unless 
unless it's built in, which I don't know, typically these things are just estimated, right? But some algorithm. I'm willing to be proven wrong. So, um, but yeah, other than that, everything else was part of just ball flight algorithm launch, ball speed, spin, height, carry distance, kind of just everything you need for a nice little gapping session. Yeah, like I said, that's what you're looking for, right? Just you're looking for when you have the Mevo, you want some your basic numbers that you're looking for. Yeah. The, they give you baselines. So it's if that helps you get that spin number, because that's one thing that like I said can make a huge deal with distance, right? Yeah. Come you're coming off launching it at you know with an you know 18 to 21 degrees and all of a sudden you flatten that out <laughs> yeah five six yards of carry right totally and then it'll throw off your final number two but um kind of like i was talking with this with the buddy today and we were talking about and the numbers and what numbers he looks for when he's, you know, working on a, on a long pattern. He said, I look at carry distance and in this angle and I'm like, okay, that makes, that makes sense. And then he's like, and then I look at the, the total number just for, I'm like, I'm like, carry number is it right? Because I was like, okay, you carry it and you landed on a concrete slab it's going further than if you land it in a puddle, right? But if you know your carry number, that's, that's where the consistent number comes in. Oh, right? yeah. Because there's other, obviously other factors and variations that you take into account once you get it there. But if you know your carry number, that's a huge number to know. Totally. Um, if anybody's listening out there. <laughs> Carry number, not total number. <laughs> yeah, carry number is key, and and understanding those parameters and what you're looking for, like shot height, launch. Uh, for irons, what I'm leaning towards now this season, like if I wanted more distance, I just put a Pro V1 in it. Like Pro right. V1 takes off about three to four hundred RPMs on every iron for me, and I will gain easily four or five yards like right off the bat uh, and even a little bit more long stuff so uh and i did play that all last year and i was hitting stuff really far but my uh my scoring kind of suffered i actually lost a stroke in my handicap and then um just didn't hit as didn't play as many good rounds as i normally would and for some reason i feel like the face of the pro v1x the, the cover reacts differently with the face on, on short wedge shots. I feel like the Pro V1 doesn't grip as much as the Pro V1X. That's just a little perception of mine, but right. Um, so I'm leaning towards more spin this year. And so I'm going to be doing full gapping sessions with the Pro V1X. And that's what's really cool is the RCT is the Pro V1X. So it's like yeah. I'm getting the most the accurate that you're using, as possible. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's pretty exciting. It's kind of a cool deal and like the better information you get, the more it can help you. 
right? Going low this if, year. If you know, if you know what, if you know what to do. All right, I'm expecting 62s and 63s out of you. I'm and I'm gonna get to I'm gonna shoot one in the 50s this year. That's that's the goal. Get to the 50s. I doubt that, but I want I want I want to be playing with you. Hey, we can make that happen. We've got par three courses out here. The, the the one course where I think it could happen is actually Mountain View. Like I feel if I was going to post a fifty nine, it'd be there. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Although they're great, they're the conditions of the course not susceptible to fifty. Yeah, <laughs> just because you're going to get some. Unexpected bounces. Yeah. Some, some rough spots. Um, but yeah, if that happens, I'm, I hope that that's one of the few times that we get to play together because that would be awesome to watch. Yes. Um, yeah. I'm not, well, here- that's not, that's not my goal. I've never been, I've been steady. Eddie is, is, is my game more than anything else, as you can tell by the nine straight nine pars this last Saturday. <laughs> um, yeah, that's me. Um, if you get pissed at somebody that you're playing against and they continually par, um, I will usually drive you nuts. Um, <laughs> in that sense, but no, it should it'll be it'll be be fun to see, kind of. Well. To, what goes on and how that actually choosing the correct ball for what you want to do, right? Because it's just not doing what you're what you're looking for, right? Yeah. Especially around the greens. So yeah. some different things. So so I'm excited about that. And and I'm excited about the ball holding the greens a little bit better. Some of the courses I play, the greens are a little bit firmer. Um, I probably played Riverside Country Club the most last year. And the Pro V1, it had spin, but it was more like hit and then slow down and then kind of stop rather than like back up, you know. And so uh, the X, I feel like I'm going to get a little bit more backed up shots. So I just have to be a little bit more aware of my spin and the slopes that I'm working with and how I'm going to hit those shots into certain pins. And that just helped me be a little bit more creative. Um, right. I don't. I don't like a ball that that keeps going after it hits, and the Pro V1 kind of did that for me. So that little extra three to four hundred RPMs definitely. You, you, you don't like the the hitting hitting ball. You want it just the the drop and stop. Oh, I I want the old days when I could hit a professional ninety on the back of a of a green sloping back to front and just rip that thing 35 feet like no problem that's what i want <laughs> but connor those days my friend <laughs> yeah, you, well, yeah you're not you're not getting that I, unless like say unless you play where i played in california <laughs> but then that ripper was was happening um I remember playing the old. I don't know if you ever played it. The University of Utah had a, a course. Well, the, on, the now campus. The now park. It's a park and parking lot and and yeah. and a couple of other things that way. I never um, got to play it. 
but it was the same way. But it was back in the day, right? Back when I was in high school. So it was, you had the soccer ball. So it was, and they had some really, really back to front slope things. Yeah. So you'd get out there, you'd get out there with buddies and just like, it was a competition to see who could fly it as far back as you could and just rip it off the front. That's awesome. Good stuff. But yeah. Speaking, of, speaking ball. of balls, which are not, I guess, is Hideki is playing the new Krypton. That was released. I'll add that to the notes. The Strixit Z Star Diamond. Yes, but it doesn't show that maybe he was playing the old one. Maybe he doesn't like the new new I, ball, but... I don't know. Um, it says he's playing the XV, but at the same time, I think the staff is just playing a different Strixon than what's on the, the market. So, so, I don't know if the diamond is what Brooks is playing, or maybe not. I don't know. The diamond is what... Well, according to him, right? That's what it... He said he played the trip on it or the diamond yeah is the last event so so who knows maybe it is maybe it's not um but let's kind of go through his bag and see what i mean besides his on guy Tricks and Cleveland guy all the way down. Yeah. The only thing is, is I mean, he throws the Sim 2 in the three wood and the Rad Speed 4. Yeah. In in his five wood. So it was completely, like, completely opposite. <laughs> yeah. Out of the box with those two. Not even, the, right? Most of the time when they do that, you go and you're going with the same manufacturer for the yeah. three wood and the five wood but that to me was was pretty interesting most people don't opt to put like a cobra something in the back to me i feel like that's a pretty rare bird um but yeah that those those two definitely stood out three wood and five wood the sim 2 titanium which is just a absolute driver if you really think about it um and then the five wood um that cobra rad speed so i mean they, they all make really good stuff but but mm -hmm. typically when you have a a major contract like he does with Strixen, you know typically they'll they'll have something more more of the fairway woods in there but he's holding strong yeah um I, one of the things that's kind of coming becoming rare is he's playing full set of blades so I, I found that pretty, pretty cool. I mean, there are still some top 10 guys there playing blades like Justin Thomas, but most of them are in some type of, you know, players cavity like Brooks yeah. or like, um, like, like, well, Jordan Spieth in the T100s. Yeah. He's not top 10. He's <laughs> yeah, close, close but he's, close he's getting in there. But yeah, if you looked at it and I think we, when we did it before, because we looked at the top 10 and we did it in one of our old episodes and it was think I think it was like six blade setups to, to or 
of the player cavity. Yeah, I was going to pull up the list just to see where we stand. John Rom, he's got cavities. He, he's got he's got yeah that kind of that muscle. Yeah, it's not a pure muscle back, right? It's the TCB, so it's it's the muscle cavity. Yeah, right? Colin Morikawa, he's got a mixed set between blades mm-hmm. and the shorts and cavities in the long. DJ. He's got he, blades through the back. He's all blades, yeah. Uh, Cantlay, he's isn't he T one hundreds? I think he's T one hundreds, yeah. Yeah, is he? I can't remember. Yeah, I know that we 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 got it on here. Um, let's see. I can go. Let's pull up his win here because we'll have it on the notes, baby. Heck yeah. Uh, he's AP2s. AP2s. Yeah. He, yeah. He oh, yeah. AP2s. He doesn't change anything. Mm-hmm. Then there's JT. He's got blades. He's got and blades. Xander Shoffle. He's he got cavity back. Yeah. Because he's big TCBs again, I think. Yeah. Victor Hoblin got cavity back. And then Rory, he's got blades. Yep. And then DeChambeau's got cavity backs, and Hideki's got blades. So that's one, two, three, four, and one, four and a half. Four and a half sets in the top ten. Four and a half sets. Yeah, so it's kind of flipped from the last time we looked at it, because I think it was six blade sets last time. Because I think when we looked at it, had Fino slipped into the yeah, Finau had slipped in. And he plays the the blades. Yeah. So pretty crazy stuff there. They're they're becoming a rare bird, but um man, I love playing blades, so I'm never gonna change. But uh, <laughs> oh, that's yeah. pretty pretty sweet. Yeah, I did play, I, oh, I play a cavity but but I recently and i've really enjoyed the change but i've i added loft so i've got traditional lofted i'll I'll tell you what that might be the best players cavity available when you take your irons the the zx7 srixons and you bend them two degrees to three degrees weak and you just you take out all that offset yeah and, and they just look so pure and then they have the sole which is amazing that yeah. it's it's a split v sole but it's that it's like a massive pre-worn leading edge you get tons <laughs> of bounce um that is a set that intrigues me and i'm like not a, a cavity back guy so um it's probably one of the best sets you could do that too yeah it was it's it's very good I really i haven't played a ton with it yet but really like the because it hasn't messed with with the turf interactions actually gotten a little bit better. Yeah. The light and just the look at the dress is oh, way better. So, so good. Well, back to um, Hideki here. This is a unique unique scenario, and I don't know what they do to him, but it says he plays S400s in his irons, which seems like a 
pretty soft shaft for a dude that's swinging it as fast as he is. There, I wonder if he stop if he hard steps them because they are heavier than yeah. the next ones. So it maybe handles his transition just a touch better. Yeah, it could be. But from that, he he does have um, X one hundreds in some of his wedges. In his in it, so he's got in his two stronger lofted wedges he's got the s4s yeah he's but got in s4 low, in, his, in his higher lofted ones he's got the x1s which it's usually kind of the other way yeah is it's usually where it does it but i mean again it may be how he gets them built but with that stiffness he actually is bringing that ball fly down i don't oh, know yeah. there's there's a reason to it and, and he's he's won three times in the past 12 months i'm not not going to question what he's doing. No, not at all. Not at all. But yeah, there, there's got to be more to read in between the lines on that. Um, yeah. And then I think the highlight of this particular what's in the bag is the Scotty Cameron. Yeah. So um, when you say Newport 2, it could mean 16 different things because there are <laughs> literally 16 different versions of the Newport 2. Um, and the one he used, and he has several of them, is a GSS Scotty Cameron. And the shape was released in 2008 for two years. And it's got a very uh, clean and flush design with the hosel. It's got a toe-up design, meaning um, Scotty Cameron noticed that some players like the look of the toe pointing more at the player rather than mm -hmm. being flat with the ground. And so instead of letting players get that feeling by making the putter look upright he created the toe up design so it looks like it's upright but it's actually flat with the ground yeah. so uh, and then but in Hideki's case he he does he actually did have a toe up i mean like uh, significantly i'd say significantly like crazy you're just like what is right and i noticed it and i was like that's different than what he was doing before Oh right? yeah. Even what he was doing at the Zozo. Um, and I didn't, obviously he wasn't in contention last week, so I didn't get to see a ton of it. Um, but it was definitely go up. Yeah. <laughs> I would say if I were to up. just give a rough estimate on how, like if level zero and we did, I'd say it's about 10 degrees toe up. It is. It was pretty, it was pretty good. Like you could fit mm -hmm. at least a stack of five quarters underneath the toe. Yeah, it, was, the it was significant toe up for sure. Yeah. And it didn't, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of putters in PJ tour history that have had putters that didn't have necessarily a flush lie angle, but still were quite effective. Um, yeah. And I've seen tiger putt a hair toe up on occasion and um, a Sayo Oki. Not necessarily a fantastic tour player, but a dude that had a very high toe up um, mm -hmm. putter um, setup, and in this case, you know Hideki's got um, a toe up there as well. So toe up, yeah. Stricker, really good putter. His is heel up. Yeah, his heel up. He's opposite. But yeah, it was it was definitely different there, and and like we discussed in. Is Zozo <laughs> win? It's 
I don't think this one's even the same one that he used to win the Masters either. No, <laughs> so no, he's won. Not. He's won three times in the last year with three different putters. Exactly, and and the reality is, is I think he just gets a new one. And and him and Scotty must have a really special relationship because he um, he's actually had Scotty make brand new putters that have never been made before just for him and for instance the uh the t2 um so the timeless two he made him uh he made that specifically with his feedback and so um a lot of a lot of good relationship there this one just looks like a fresh 2008 gss um and yeah he the way he does have his putters out always black dots and he always has a red sight line so mm-hmm. that's textbook yep. hideki right there and it worked for him whatever changes he did he had right you say one of the best putting days that he or putting weeks that he's ever had yeah um which leads to 66 65 63 63 and and a w so yeah oh, it's quality quality yeah plus 7.5 strokes gained over the week um that's good folks in fact he led the, the tournament in strokes gained putting and it's easy when you're only hitting you know your three wood to about two and a half feet for eagle so make <laughs> that does make it easier <laughs> i will i will give you that that makes that makes it uh quite a bit easier um but yeah good win for hideki um i think they have the american express on yeah on on the on desert this this week uh um, hope really yes i remember it as <laughs> what it still should be it's what it still should be right and they should just do like some of these tournaments that right keep the classic name and then go presented by yeah right if you really want that but now it's all of it um and what are the courses we're playing at i wanted to see that so i know that obviously you get the this stadium course and then the three courses So La Quinta, and then the Nick, is it the Nicholas Tournament, NT? Oh, could be. I'm pulling up local info. I want to know this, because they've gone through quite a few different um, tournament locations. Pete Dye Stadium course, as you mentioned. courses here we go pj west stadium course that's the pete die that's the pete die okay is that really the only one they're talking about here because that's the one it ends on probably let's see yeah they only give that one. Oh my gosh that's so dumb what in the world come on pull up a google map <laughs> come on be better 
<laughs> be better, PJ Tour. Be better. We've yeah. talked about this before. They're they're lacking, right? How hard is it just to give you the three courses? Right. It's it's you know, you got the the stadium course, and then you got La Quinta, and then you have right. It's so stupid. Okay, stadium course S C N T. What's N T? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Um, one of the best courses I played there actually was Indian Wells Country Club. That was a gem. And I think that was actually in the rotation for the Bob Hope at one point. Let's see. I want to say it's because I know they have at BGA West. Don't do that because it's going to give you the same stupid. <laughs> info. Yeah, I've, I've no so idea. They just say PJ West and La Quinta Country Club, but that's not it right, because there's another one in there with the acronyms they've got. They got S C N T L Q. So those three courses. Is it the quarry at La Quinta? Is that is that the L Q? Who knows? Nobody knows. <laughs> Kind of pissed. Like, I just want to see. I mean, they've got the Norman course. I don't think that one's it. Well, it could be. Oh, no, it's the Nicholas tournament. Course, so because I was like, they're I guarantee they're not playing the Norman course. The Norman course is would be hello, low scores, yeah, yeah, hello, low scores. So they're doing the Quinta Country Club stadium yeah. course and then Nicholas Tournament. Nicholas Tournament, there you go. We sleuthed it, that's what I was thinking but i'm like i know there's a couple of them but and i was like there's no way they're playing like i said there's there would it would be a bad move right the normal course it's it's fine but it's not it's not pga tour tournament worthy it's very yeah. resorty you would have very low scores so but should be interesting a few more of the top players playing here so yeah and even some classics davis loves in the field so that's pretty cool seeing that guy teed up again he's got to be like 54 now mm -hmm. 
Jason Day, John Rom, Justin Rose. There's a nice little grouping there. It'd be it'll be fun to watch. Jason Day. I'm ex I'm actually excited to watch Jason Day with his swing changes and see if he can kind of yeah get back to the the Jason Day of of old with his new swing that isn't as taxing on his back. Yeah, I'm interested to see how it goes. Um, Phil Mickelson's in the field again, and uh, Fowler is playing. Couple of notables. That should be a lot of fun, and and I think the weather is slated to be great, so should be even better. Good weather, uh, so we should probably expect low scores again. Oh yeah, dare I say low scores again? Again. Well, there is five again. rounds, so it does yeah. give you a little bit extra. Or is it four? They changed it to four. Man, you're gonna make me look it up again because it used. I swear they was a five rounds. Five rounds, yeah. a ton. But I maybe that's when they had a pro am as part of it. But I don't think they yes, do that it's, anymore. Yeah, I don't I actually don't think it is. I think it's just the four rounds. Yeah, yeah, Thursday through Sunday. It's four. So you, just, so you just play the three rounds. What makes it a little bit interesting there is it's obviously a cut after 54 holes and not 36 because everybody gets to play each course once. Yeah. There it is, folks. Let's see how that goes. Should they have cuts at 54 rather than rather than 36? No. No. Hot take no. by Jordan. No. 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 <laughs> no. Only when the only when this happens, right? The rare throw this in there as a as a special event. Um, but no. 36 holes. I mean, yes, there could be it can be said that you know, Saturday moving day, but it would make the TV viewing experience kind of sucky, I think, having that I, many players. I don't know. You got marquee players not making the cut, but you get to show them for one more extra day. But if they're shooting 80, do you want to see them? No. <laughs> they're playing bad, but, I mean, how many times have you seen, right? There hasn't been a ton of people that have just made the cut that have that have won it's happened yeah. you do you see that guy that gets a good weekend that gets closer yeah and that kind of yeah. happened at the tournament champions what was his name uh the australian he went like 20 23 under on the weekend yeah <laughs> matt, matt matt jones that's it matt jones yeah he went on the weekend um and lost. And lost. And lost. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, you make a somewhat compelling case. Not good enough. <laughs> not good enough. Not Especially good enough. not PGA Tour. No. <clears throat> no worries. 
other than that, um, it's going to be good. I say good weather. It will be in the around the 40s and sunny. Ooh, air quality sucks, but though <laughs> right now here. Um, so that's not, not good, but who knows? Maybe Saturday also again. See if I can make nine more birdie, nine more pars. More pars. We're just going to make pars. Just see how many rounds I can go without making a bogey. How about that? Let's see. See if we can keep that bogey free. Uh, uh, you, you can't. You can't not bogey a hole for the year if you don't start out the first two rounds. <laughs> not bogey. <laughs> well, it. I'm not likely, but here's a good stat. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama, only three bogeys out of the whole tournament. That's Pretty how you good. win, folks. That is how you win. Yeah, that'll work. I'll take three bogeys all year. I'll, I'll, I'll accept that. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh, man. That'd uh, be no, but it's, it's fun not to make bogeys. That is for sure. Yeah, well, your bounce back stat would suck. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah, I'd take it. <laughs> I'd take it. Making no bogeys, but my bounce back stats suck. <laughs> Let me think about that. Oh, I'll take the I'll take I'll take the former. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, other than that, um, you enjoy more time in your net. Hopefully, I will enjoy some time out on the golf course. Um, which, like I said, not ideal, but it's out there, and it's really hard for me to stay away from a golf course <laughs> when it's available. Oh, yeah. So, Especially with the winter months. Mm-hmm. Get out there, get the get the game ready for St. George in three weeks. Three weeks. There you go. So first tournament of the year in three weeks. Yeah. Gotta get the game ready. Gotta get the mind ready. The swing is is there if if <laughs> if my mind doesn't fold in on itself. So but other than that, I think that's it. Until next time, we're out. Thanks for listening to this episode of Birdies and Bogies. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe, leave us a rating and review, and until next time, have a great week. <laughs>